Train Effective Podcast. Uh, I'm Hashir. Good to see you all again, or to hear you all again if you're on Spotify. And today we have a very special guest. Um, I know the last few podcasts I've done by myself, but you know what? It got a little lonely. And I was like, let's get some amazing people from the Train Effective fam onto the podcast. And today we have an effective Train Effective OG, actually, um, original gangster. His name is Jacob Hanstead. And Jacob is somebody that me, Nick, everybody has known for many years because no matter where we look, his name would pop up. <laughs> and today I'm speaking to him for the first time in person. So, Jacob, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, good to see you, man. Um, and not everybody will know everything about you. I know a little bit about you. So just tell us about where you play, um, how old you are, where you're from, all that stuff. Yeah, I am from Norway. Uh, I'm 19 years old. Uh, I play at Chelsos. Is a team in, in Norway, and uh, I am a left winger, and I play uh, can also play in the midfield. So, so yeah, love that, love that. And by the title of the uh, podcast, everybody, you'll know that um, Jacob was recently a part of the Norway under nineteen setup. Um, and Jacob, we're just gonna get right into like all the good stuff about the podcast. Yeah. Um, when I first saw, actually. I'll tell you how I saw this. Um, I was on Instagram, and I think either I forgot who sent it to me, but somebody sent me your post at uh, Clairefontaine, which is the French national team where they where they train and their youth teams as well. And I saw you um, looking very handsome as well <laughs> with your teammates, and I was like, "That's he's playing with the youth national team," um, and I was like, "So." I was the first thing I was was excited for you and happy for you because I know you had been like you train a lot and you work really hard and you do all those right things to that you should be doing um, to make that happen. And the next thing was I was was like fascinated because like you actually played against uh, France's under 19s, I think, as well. Yes, sir. So tell me about that. Tell me about that whole experience that. Clairefontaine as well as with the under under 19s and everything how was that obviously it was uh, it was crazy like uh, to be there to experience this with the uh, new teammates very good teammates and um, when you play at national team you you have many great players amongst you and and to to play with them is is cool but also to meet uh, the french players when i which i seen on in league one in liga uh, and uh, in bundesliga uh, one player which uh, I met actually played the last game for Bayern Munich, uh, like the week before. Um, so that was crazy, and to like witness the facilities there was uh, it was phenomenal to to watch where the A team trains and yeah, and the professionality uh, all around the pitch. So, so it was very good, and to beat them too, we we won actually two one. So that was cool, and I was part of it. So yeah, and you actually. And to my understanding, because I spoke to you a few minutes before, but you you didn't always play for like like you weren't part of the under like 15s and like you no. didn't always play for the Norway youth teams. Like, how did you start? Um, like, how did your journey in general in football start? Um, like uh, many other kids, uh, I was uh, the small kid. I was the late bloomer um, when I was like 13, 14, 15. I was so much smaller than everyone else. My brother is like, he's small for his age group, but I was 10 centimeters smaller than him. Actually, we have it on the wall. So 
yeah that's crazy and and i remember like i was uh, sometimes selected for this and that but nowhere near the national team so far away like not even close maybe nah I, not even the national team f or or whatever like yeah. not even in the regional team to be honest like uh, and yeah i also was a late groomer and i was so much smaller than everyone else and of course um it's it's adversity and many of you are watching and maybe in the same situation um it's uh, it's important to to of course be patient because um look what happened to me and i'm not saying i'm there yet not not at all but uh it's just a start and so like um you maybe you get benched a lot i got benched a lot uh in that uh, in that time uh i didn't play so much i was demotivated and it was actually in that time i um i saw train effective in nick's uh, 100 day um, 100 day challenge and I, I was never going to quit football anyways but it helped of course to to look around you and get motivation to to get better and uh, so that helped me very much and yeah and as uh, as the age uh, as i aged you know i learned i got better and of course i grew and i got uh, injuries which we can talk about later um that uh, helped me learn and develop as a football player and just be patient and work hard and and of course um i was lucky to get that opportunity uh, with the national team and hopefully i get it again but um but yeah i signed actually for a new team when the corona hit i got a big injury acl injury and uh, after that i i uh, yeah and uh, i signed for chelsea's which i play now and i played uh, played in the season and and impressed uh, and then Good call up so yeah so you did you ever have like did you ever ha and i know some players like have this like they have this like breakthrough moment either maybe it's like their teens or maybe it comes later where like they really do like i don't know if they like realize something or i don't know if they just start training harder or maybe they see something like that 100 day challenge and they, it like really motivates them like did you have a moment like that where you just i don't know you were always going like this in your football and then all of a sudden you just started really progressing or yeah i think that um that went along with my my growing when i when i was uh getting taller of course and bigger and uh, my my kind of like my performance went along with that so mm. uh, yeah that was the case for me I, it was not like a sudden breakthrough it was like more like stable getting better every day like yeah. the usual thing um but then of course when i packed on more muscle um then I really got to see the big difference. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Love that. And a lot, this is actually an interesting one because a lot of some players, this does happen. Like people grow at different ages, like physically, like some people don't like really grow until maybe they are 15, 16, even 17 yeah. years old. Then they have like a growth spurt and they just like, like massive, like <laughs> they just get much bigger, um, taller, stronger, everything. Um, but you had like, you had to like obviously you had to like overcome this this barrier like physical and mental of being told you're smaller and knowing you're smaller and having to play with bigger players did you ever like find it difficult mentally to like convince yourself that you can play with bigger players more physical players of course because um when you're like a little kid and you get uh, bumped around all the time and you Get the ball two times per match because you're so small of course it's uh it sticks in you and you got to that's kind of an advantage too because you look at it and like think 
oh, this is a bad thing. I'm, I'm much smaller than everyone else. But if you take it from a different angle, you get practice of being a smaller one. And when you then, of course, you get used to it. Um, you yeah. get used to it and you learn to play with b bigger and better players because uh, many of the late bloomers are born later in the year too. Uh, but uh, as you grow older, you kind of take that with you. Um, it don't go away. So when you first then grow older or, and bigger, um, you you have so much potential because you're used to playing with players that are even bigger than you. So when you get fully grown, you can handle everyone. Like, yeah. I love that. It's, mm. it's, a, it's a good mentality to have. And it's very true, actually, because if you do have that when you're smaller, when you do get bigger, it's... It's kind of no different and you might actually have an advantage because you were like you might learn to be aggressive when you were smaller yeah. and then when you're bigger you're still aggressive and you're bigger too um and that kind of brings me speaking about like teens and 15 16 years old um i was never like like shorter like but i was just skinny like i was yeah. never like really physically like like bigger um probably should have just ate more <laughs> um but i feel like that might have been because i just trained so much um but i remember uh and we'll kind of segue here into the train effect of app because my thing was if i was smaller and always getting like physically overwhelmed by other players i was mm -hmm. like okay i'm gonna be smarter than other players yep. so if those big players in america if they're always gonna push me off the ball or if i can't handle that I'm just going to try and find myself in more space or take up better positions where I can, or angle my body where I can like half turn when I get the ball, stuff like that. So I did start using, that's actually how I found out about train effective. Cause it was a bit different than what I was like seeing here in America. Um, mm. And you were one of like, this is like many years ago. You were one of the first like, like, big group of players that use like train effective like back when it was like a website <laughs> and yeah like way less workouts um like how did how did you use those to improve did you just like do workouts every day or every other day or like implement it with team training or how did you do that um it's a it's a good question um i definitely used uh, the workouts there uh, but of course i i'm so lucky that i have kind of knowledge because um, it's a kind of academy here in Norway, which uh, is called FPN is teaching about touches and stuff because I and then I was already familiar with the stuff. And, and that's probably why I like train effective as much because it was in the same, you know, so a kind of thing. Um, so and I used to workouts, of course, um, uh, for example, the higher velocity workout to work out very well for me. Uh, but uh, interestingly, um, I think the game brain also too uh, helped me so much. I remember uh, that was a big part of the reason for getting train effective because uh, I watched the, the 100 day challenge and Nick was analyzing game and I was totally new to that. I didn't know anything about that at all. So, mm. so I remember he, he studied players and that was totally new to me and then got the game brain i was so hyped i think i watched every video in like three days and of course i i watched them again and again and try to learn from it so and to also get an overview of what you're training uh how kind of impact you, the training have in the body and how you can improve like uh, your schedule and stuff um that helped me very much of course but yeah it was uh, the whole thing 
to tie that into actually when you played um, for the national team, like, and even at the level you're currently playing, because you're playing at a good level, um, I think one of the things that I see and that you, you probably have seen is at that higher level, like, players are smarter. It seems like, and, like, I'm not trying to, like, talk too much about, like, that, but, like, it seems like a lot of players have those things that knowledge that the game brain videos like talk about like um central midfielders like like they take up better positions they're they know how to make decisions quicker everything is a little faster and just better because a lot of times people know which decisions to make and i think um a lot of times players the reason they're slow on the ball when they get the ball is they don't know what to do like what's the best decision to make that's where great, like, not just game brain, but I don't know if you do this. Actually analyzing matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, just writing notes. Exactly. So I would do that as well. And how, what I would do is this, and this is how I would improve my decision making without actually physically training it. I would watch, I would pick a match, for example, say I'm a, say I'm a, here, I'll give you the exact example I would use. I would always analyze uh, Mesorozo on when he played for uh, Arsenal, especially during 2015, 2016, because he was playing so well. I would analyze him and I would analyze David Silva. I analyzed them because they weren't super fast. They weren't very fast. They weren't very strong, but they had good vision, good passing. And it was players that were very kind of similar in terms of those characteristics to me. And Mm -hmm. then I would just, and they played the same position. So I would just write notes on what they did well, which positions they took up. And over time, Jacob, you start seeing patterns of, oh, this is what usually works well. This is what usually works well. This is what he usually does well. This is how he finds space. This is how he receives the ball. And over time, the more you write about it, it, you kind of internalize it in your mind. You do it in team training. You do it in matches. And that's how you learn. And that's how I would analyze matches. So I'm so glad that you freaking said that about analyzing matches because I didn't know about that either, really, until mm-hmm. like around 2017-ish when that 100-day challenge came. And when I started doing that, it was a game changer. Um, yeah. yeah, like um, I think the game brain kind of lays a, funda- a foundation uh, for when you watch, when you analyze uh, big games and you kind of recognize, as you say, the things that are said in those videos. And you kind of say, oh, th- there's that time of situation, you know? So uh, I think that helped me a lot. And just recently, uh, Liverpool versus Leicester, I watched that uh, two days ago and something. I don't watch, uh, watch the, the new player. What's his name? Diaz? Or the new player? Yeah, the... yeah from, from, uh, from Benfica. Porto. Porto, Porto, yeah. Team in Portugal, yeah. yeah. Diaz. Uh, yeah, it's Diaz. So, yeah, it's kind of like, and after a while, you start recognizing the situations and... And, and one thing I learned uh, to make that even more efficient um, to to just look at what the player do with the ball, you get smarter um, kind of choices you make. So I would sh- I do this still. I, I search on YouTube, for example, for example, uh, Lionel and Messi versus uh, the the last game he played. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's the compilations. Then, it's like every yeah, time. yeah, yeah. And then you get all the you know the situations because. When you, you just watch uh, Neymar skills, for example, you just get the best parts and you think, oh, you're going to do that every time, you know? Yeah. And when you, you get the whole picture and you start to learn when to do this, when to do that, when to just play it easy back and when to, to start um, 
taking it forward and doing something. So, yeah, it's uh, just about doing this. And of course, um, one thing uh, is another level after that uh, to to be able to when you you watch this, uh, of course, uh, asking yourself questions: Why does it do this and that? And and try to visualize yourself doing it. You know. Yeah. This and is, then of course, you know. This is so key because that's like, it's like taking the it's just it's analyzing the notes but on like um times 10 on steroids actually <laughs> it's um oh man that actually the asking the why asking why mm -hmm. players do something is actually a really really good point um i need to like write that down that's a really good point actually <laughs> because then you really understand like versus rather than like oh just do this in this position if you understand why um mm -hmm. i think you you remember and internalize it better um that's sick man i wanna i wanna transition to um something that's maybe like i'm not gonna say defined you but clearly um you've come back from this and it's injury um yep. you said you did your acl yeah uh that was uh two years ago i did my uh, acl and my meniscus Jeez. and that took me out for a year so that uh, that is one one of uh, many injuries I've had. Mentally, how did you deal with that? Because how old were you? How old were you when you did your ACL? Two years ago. Uh, 17, 17. 17. That's like, it's like one of those crucial years in developing for yeah. players. How did you? What was your mentality like when that happened? Like, because you know it's a long road to recovery. Um, yeah. Usually at least nine months, at least. So year some players it's more than a year some players never come back from it um how did you deal with that mentally bro like at first it's excruciating you you know you get so sad of course uh, you, you grieve kind of um to to hear that message but um after you accept what happens to you 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 have one choice or you have two choices actually you have one choice that's to be a bitch sorry <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, then I think, um, oh, uh, why did, does this happen to me? You know, maybe it's not my fault, but uh, yeah. And you have the other ro road where you, you can think, okay, this is not my fault, but it's my responsibility to get better. It's like, this is an opportunity rather than a, a challenge, or <laughs> rather than a problem, not a challenge. It's a challenge, yeah. of course. Yeah. And it's kind of not what happens to you, but how you look at things that happens to you that matters. Uh, I think uh, that's been uh, central to me. So I, I looked at it uh, as an opportunity. Like um, it, it's it, like football is so big. It's so many things you can develop, and so many things like this are off the field. Like you said, with uh, just watching games, of course, you get smarter. Um, for example, and I took uh, this uh, as an opportunity to get faster too. So I spent so much time in the gym. And also my upper body, like I train so much every day, uh, almost. Um, I think um, uh, I have uh, like uh, I write down how much I train every year. And 2021, uh, this last year when I played football, basically all year, I trained the exact amount uh, of hours that I did when I had the ACL injury, and that says a lot. That wow. says so much. Yeah, like that was, and I was injured basically the whole year. So yeah, yeah so. Yeah, so my I grew, I got bigger, and I took that as an advantage when when I returned to football. I was uh, kind of another um, another player, eight uh, kilograms um, 
or 18 pounds maybe in uh, maybe in english in the us yeah. in us Man. Uh, heavier so yeah i it's crazy to me that um it's not well it's 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 fascinating to me that at that age your initial instinct is this is an opportunity or like this is like okay it wasn't my control like that this happened but mm-hmm. how am i going to respond like this is like a challenge kind of like rather than just being like oh everything's like just sulking because i mean yeah you do have that period where you like you're not gonna be happy that you did your acl like you are gonna be like a little down but that how you respond but is so important because like that not even just in not even just on the pitch just in life um mm-hmm. i think a lot of stuff happens to people like bro like you can have like whatever you want in life you can have a million dollars if that's what you want you can have i don't know loads and loads of um friends if that's what you want no matter what like you will have problems and things that arise and issues that arise but it's it is about how you respond and a lot of times things that happen to you aren't in your control you Mm -hmm. can't control if like you do your acl bro like if you like if you're if you're not in the gym and you're pulling your muscles all the time that might be a bit in your control but like an acl for you to respond like that i can only just applaud that mentality and i think I think that kind of mentality, I think it just spills over in other parts of your life. Um, One thing that I really, um, like, I think um, Nick has spoken about this before as well, where uh, professional players, uh, professional footballers, they're very, like, cordial with their time, meaning, like, they're very, like, on time, on cue, scheduled, routine and stuff. Like, if they say, like, 245 they will be ready 245 yeah that makes sense and i saw that with you because before the podcast and everything and i was like and i kind of expected that because like you seem like that person i think you have that discipline and all those things that are gonna just keep carrying you forward obviously you're young you're working hard you've already came back from a major injury at such a young age and actually after the injury you got caught up to under 19s which is even more remarkable yeah it's, it's it's a lot to learn <laughs> it's a lot to learn like um before two years ago before i got my acl injury i hadn't touched a book in five years and that year i read 25 books just about just things to, to get better to to learn and i think for everyone i'm watching like do everything you can it's it's so many things that you don't consider that uh, can can make you a better football player so I, I hear people saying like, um, I train eight hours a day football. Like, what the, like, nah, you can't do this. You have so many aspects of the game and not not even the game, it's like life in general. You have to take care of uh, your diet, your sleep, all of this. Um, so it's it's about uh, t- taking what you can uh, to, to get better. Yeah. What's the, and, would, and I've, maybe we know the answer because we spoke about it a little bit. But what's your biggest obstacle, struggle, anything that you've overcame in your football career? Is it the ACL? Yeah, uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> it's harder to to make a better example. But I had the, a back injury that was uh, where I was uh, off and on the pitch for over a year. I was uh, pretty tough too, but uh, definitely the ACL injury. Because uh, if you can't move the knee, you can't do anything. 
especially yeah. when you're doing crutches and everything. It's, it's a hard process. And yeah, people don't know. People that haven't got the ACL injury, they don't know. They don't know. No, I mean just from just from afar, I've seen in the past. Well, like when I was growing like growing up and seeing other players, and obviously I played on many teams, so I've seen like different players get injuries and like mm. just having your whole knee in the thing and being on the on the crutches and all this. It's like I feel like just again, not just in football, in life for life in general, that's just gonna set you up because like if maybe you're after your football career, something happens, you might have that same mentality of like, how am I gonna respond? You know, yep. like this happened to me, how am I gonna respond? I have a little um it's hard to see from here back there, but one of my big mottos is it's hundred percent on you, um, taking full yeah. accountability yeah. for everything in your life. Yeah. Um, because if it's your fault, you can change it. Um, if it's your responsibility, you can you can have some control of the outcome. Um, rather than if you're just blaming other people. I'm not I'm not at X place because of Y. I'm not here because of them. I'm not this because of that. You're always deflecting blame. You're always gonna have an excuse and a reason to just be miserable and all those things. Whereas if you just put it all on yourself. Maybe it's not the best advice for everybody, but if you're solid and you put it all on yourself, you will overcome things and you'll you'll come out on top. Um, I will wrap up soon, but what's the one, if there was one message, and maybe I should give you more time to think about this, if there was one message you could give to any rising, aspiring young player who wants to play for their national team, wants to play professionally, what is that one message? Be patient, definitely. Be patient. Work hard, and people expect to see results immediately. Like, like, um, have you heard of like the de delay of hard work? Like, yeah. you you work hard, and maybe that workout comes to play two years later. You never know, because it's it's like accumulating over time. It's like ex exponential growth kind of thing. So, um, to to be patient and not giving up. So, because um, I had many friends who stopped playing football because. Uh, they face adversity and they think, ah, oh, that's it. Uh, now I'm going listen there to do other things. And of course, if, if if that's what they want, if it's okay, of course, I respect it. But uh, if you want to be the best at something, you have to you have to stuck stick with it and yeah. Yeah, be patient. Hundred percent, man. I love that because a lot of times we hear, um, and this is good advice, but people say work hard, mm. you know, like stuff like that. But I think especially in this day and age, we, everybody wants everything right then and there, like instantly. Mm. Um, if not, yeah. you want it in a month or two months. Yeah. And go, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good, what you're saying. Like, and people like they, they rely on motivation to get that because when they, when they set the goal to, to be the best, best, oh, um, in the like two months, they think, Oh, I'm going to work so hard. And, suddenly the motivation drops. You can't rely on motivation because that's going to drop. It's going up and down. You have to rely on discipline. Mm. Can't rely on motivation. You have to rely on discipline. Yeah, that's another advice for me. I That's a big one. And you know what? Honestly, and I can say this honestly, I I always knew motivation like was, like you said, up and down. Because some days you do wake up and you're like, oh my God, like today I'm training at like 6 a.m. Um, I mean, I'm going to do everything like blah, 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 blah. Other days you wake up, do you know what, Jacob, you might have, you might be playing for the national team, all this and that, but some days, maybe it's one day out of every three months, who knows, you don't want to train. 
Mm. You don't want to lift really heavy weights. Um, but that's where the discipline comes in. You know you have to do it. There's nothing but benefit from doing those things. Yeah, um, and when you go through, you know, the challenges, like uh, I told you about, uh, you kind of build up that discipline because it's one thing to, to be healthy and uh, to to wake up and think, oh, this is a bad day. But it's another thing to have an injury and think, oh, I'm going to hit the gym 10 months to I can play again. That's another thing. And even after that, it's it's uh, I'm, I'm lucky to to be healthy as it is, but people are in much worse condition than you. So don't simp. Yeah, yeah, 100%. God, you, you man, listen, Jacob Hanstead, everybody. Um, you can obviously see on screen if you're watching on YouTube, but follow Jacob on Instagram. It's at Jacob Hanstead. There will be links below as well on Spotify and YouTube for it. Um, and Jacob, are you... Or you're open to um, getting DMs from players, yeah? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, cool, love that. Um, listen, Ro, you have, you, I think you have, you have such an elite mentality. Um, and I think this might sound weird, but that injury, I think you'll look back on it being one of the best things that ever happened to you, in a weird yeah. way, because yeah. of what you were able to learn and gain from that. Um, and you have such an iron elite mentality now, bro. And like, it, it, like it, you can see, I can't stop smiling because it just makes me happy. I think, I don't think I'm, pr I know like it's going to take you far. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, it's, like uh, it's a pleasure talking to you too. Of course. Um, I can see like we're on the same wa wavelength. Um, there's many people who don't really necessarily get uh, what we're talking about, you know, because, uh, but I'm, uh, I'm grateful that, uh, you and me we we're on the same page and yeah yes well done bro all right everybody we'll wrap up there um thank you for tuning in to the train effective podcast again um thank you too. in your minds yeah in your minds just give it up for jacob hanstead if you're in public just start clapping for jacob <laughs> um and um youtube people feel free to let us know your thoughts uh again uh be sure to follow jacob on Instagram, DM him with any questions. Um, if you want to connect, likewise with me, DM me. Yeah, Brett down below. Spotify, same thing down below. And join our Discord as well. I have our Discord Train Effective fam, the Train Effective, the official Train Effective Discord in the links below. Feel free to join. It's completely free. Uh, we talk about training, everything in there, tactics, real matches. And until next time, we'll speak to you then. Stay effective. Stay effective. <laughs>